You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome, everyone. I am Johnny Christ, and this is the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Uh, Before we get into this week's episode, I want to share my deepest condolences to friend of the show, Chris Daughtry, who just lost uh, his daughter that is 25 years old. As a father, uh, I, I just couldn't even imagine what he's going through right now. So I just wanted to share my sympathy and, uh, and as I said, condolences to him and his family and hope that they can get through this in some way or the other. Um, you know, it, it, this is, that's one of those things that you never wish upon anybody. And uh, I can only imagine what they're going through right now. And uh, as I said, hope they get through it. But on this week's episode, I am joined by my friend Josh Balls, uh, formerly of Motionless and White, is now on the Space Zebra Twitch sh- uh, show that uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with. If you're not, you can go check it, check that out, the Space Zebra Twitch show. Um, and yeah, he's also got the Strange and Unusual. He's got a bar, restaurant that uh, we talk about. And I mean, we basically just shoot the shit as a couple of friends on this episode. It was a lot of fun. It went all over the place to be honest uh you know from uh philosophies that we share and uh some really deep things to i don't know just being taxidermied or he corrects me it's not being taxidermied if you're a human it's it's a lot of weird stuff i love josh he's got he's got a great sense of humor he's got a he's got a great mind and it was just really fun to share this conversation with him hope you guys enjoy it as well and uh, if you want more, make sure you head over to drinkswithjohnny.com, um, become a filthy animal. We can talk uh, on our Discord through there, as well as there's a lot of cool merch going on over there. We just dropped uh, a new box special, and you can have a chance to be on this podcast with me. There will be five golden tickets in these boxes to random people. And uh, if you get one of those, you're going to be a guest on Drinks With Johnny. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, so head over to drinkswithjohnny.com to learn more about that. Follow, share us on social media, all those things that we have to say every time. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button when you're listening right now. Um, again, uh, just, just heartbroken for Chris. Um, I know I just went around the block on that one, but just really heartbroken for, for Chris Daughtry right now. And uh, uh, everyone should... Uh, uh, send him some some love right now yeah anyways without further ado <laughs> i guess there's no real great segue there or transition so without further ado i bring you my amazing chat with my good friend josh balls i think you should go through a bunch of different backgrounds to be honest i got this still i don't know why uh, I have why do you have that you don't drink. i don't know i must have <laughs> I, I think oh when you were on our our thing i must have added it to my background when we were talking about it Oh, that's super cool. I, I need that background. Why do you have my background? You know, it's. I have a budget, you know? <laughs> well, how you been, man? It's been a while since we've had a, had a chat. 
I've been good. I've been like, it, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword because I love October because it's like my month, you know? Right. But also I'm, I spread myself way too thin the way it is. And then I double thin myself out in October and just say yes to everything. So like, I've just been so stressed. And then I, I hire all the spooky kids to work on my businesses. And then I think that they're not going to call off work around Halloween. So it's like, before this, I had to go. I have an assistant. What do you mean? Wait, wait. What do you mean that you hire all the spooky kids? What do you mean by that? All my employees are all like spooky kids, like weird alt goth, like whatever. Oh, okay, and they're all they're all into the month of October yeah, year round, year round, like year round. So, but like when it comes to October, like they're all doing their own thing, and I'm like, no, I need you to work. Like this is your job. They're like, no, we're going like away for the weekend to Salem or this or that. I'm like, no, you can't do that. Like I need you. <laughs> so like, but I mean, you kinda, this, you're, kinda, you're, you're, you're upset, but at the same time you're, you respect it. Cause you're like, Oh, you're going to Salem all right, yeah. all right, in October. I, I, I get that. That's literally how it is. Every time I'm like, Oh God, I, I put this on myself. So it's like, not like a, <laughs> I'm just an idiot. And I just, and then like, I'll do like, I have an event tomorrow, Sunday for like, we're doing like an oddities flea market kind of thing. I shouldn't have done it because it's like another thing on my plate that I didn't need to do. And then the uh, bar is like, is, this is the first time you're doing it. This isn't something that's annual. No. Yeah. This is what was supposed to be two years ago or a year and a half, whenever like COVID started was like when we were supposed to do it. And then we had to cancel it obviously. And then the next year after that, we're just like, yeah, we can't do it. And then this year we're like, ah, fuck it. Let's try it out. Um, so this is the first one, which is, it's not like the hardest thing in the world. It's just a bunch of vendors and like a space. And, but it's like, it takes time. Well, what, what, what kind of, so when you say an oddities flea market, uh, is this kind of, so I, I know you about, uh, or I know about you and your collector's items and all the, all the shit that we've uh, talked about over the last couple of years. Um, is this flea market a place where you're going to be able to go get these human skulls and uh, skin wrapped books? I mean, is that, <laughs> is, that what, is that what we're talking I, about? I don't think it'll be like that crazy. It's mostly just like a craft fair, like an elevated craft fair. So basically it'll be like, there's a bunch of like uh, photographers selling prints. There's like the strange unusual. My business will have a booth there. There'll be a couple other booth. There's like, there'll be a couple that are, like, there's this one guy, they're called the Kobolds and they have like a huge 18 foot display of all just different taxidermy. Like they'll sell, sell like um, a bunch of shit, like from like giraffes to ostriches and like all this crazy shit. Cause they own a farm. So whenever anything passes away, they, stuff it and sell it you know they mount it and sell it so like there'll be stuff like that there'll be like human bones mm -hmm. and things like that and there'll also be like little crafts like little purses like people like hand sewn purses and there's also we're doing flash tattoos at it like we have a tattoo parlor there doing flash tattoos and with a flash tattoo as opposed to a regular tattoo a flash tattoo is like a 30 minute like jammer like a little like okay. like a thing that literally takes 30 minutes is is like a flash piece 30 minutes well, you can make hour. anything to take 30 minutes you just if, if honestly <laughs> you really can like that's it's, it's, anything it's that, not gonna come out good but <laughs> yeah that's fair anything that takes like no time is a flash so i mean technically you can make anything a flash but it's like little right little squiggles mm. when you're mentioning the taxidermy stuff i just uh, i was thinking in my head uh, obviously zach has has this uh taxidermy lion in his fucking house and i've, I've always loved that but it I always get back to this thought process and I wonder if anyone's done it before. I think I want to be taxidermied when I'm, when I die and like put up in, in someone's house. And I'm wondering, you would be the man to ask, like, have you ever heard of anyone that's actually gone through with that and being taxidermied? 
So it's called plastinated. Like people get okay. like, so I, that's like one thing I want in my collection is I want a plastinated human. Um, nice. I got offered a tax, uh, a, um, a mummified human before, but not a, a, ta- a, a plastic. So you ever go to the bodies exhibit and they have them all over. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I that's... love the bodies. Museum. I've, I've gone, uh, I've actually gone four or five times or whatever. Yeah. It's, it, uh, the first time I think I did, it was in NYC and then it travels a little bit and I've seen it in a couple other places as well. So that's basically what you'd have to do. You'd have to get, you have to donate your body to science and then get plastinated. But, uh, it's like a process. It's like not like an e. It's not the easiest thing to do, but like that's what like one thing I want in my collection is a plastinated human because I just I think that'd be so fucking cool. I mean, I have like human skeletons, but I feel like that's not the same. Like no, no, I, I want I want to be like I want to be like the Buddy Christ, like just like chilling. That'd be like that, so you know? sick. Like, and just like I'd be like someone could have this. Someone could have this for whatever they want. You know. I think a plat. So I think if if I were to have you as a plastinated human. I think that would probably fetch probably a hundred thousand bucks. That's it. Come yeah, on. I mean, it's that's fucking, it. that's it. <laughs> You're a bass player. What do you mean? Uh, that's, that's fair. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I, I'm a keyboard player. So I'm, I'm the bass player's left hand. So it's not much better. So <laughs> let's talk about, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I don't think we've actually talked. I mean, we've, we've had many conversations over the last couple of years as we, as we talked about, I don't think I've ever asked you about your time in Motionless and White and uh, being on the keyboards there. I honestly forget about it all the time, which is really random because um, it was such a giant. I, I toured for, I mean, it was a decade of my life, like especially because I'm, I'm only 32 years old. So a decade of my life is legit. Wow. A third of my life was yeah. was in that band. And and it was amazing. I loved it. We did such amazing things. And, you know, being from the like from when it's st- like basically when it started um, to where, where it grew to before I quit was just something so in, insanely amazing. Like I remember, I'm sure you guys went through it the same shit, like sleeping on in people's houses and like touring in a van and like, Oh yeah. Eat, eating dollar fucking menu shit to, to then touring the and golden arches. A- every time you saw the go- golden arches was a fucking <laughs> dream come true. Honestly, we our per diem on every tour per person a day was $5. That's all we made. Well, you guys had you guys had a per diem. No, we, yeah. we had to pull out of our own fucking pockets. We had no money, <laughs> so we would we would sell our merch. We would. So here's here was here's what bands don't do that I that we did, which was super smart because we were like all straight edge dudes. Like, mm-hmm. so we didn't go out and party. What we did was like, all right, how do we figure this out? So we'd throw hometown shows. Like we'd be the promoter. We'd throw it. We put like all of our friends' bands on, and then we'd take that money. We'd pay out the bands, and then we'd take the rest of the money. And put it in a pot. So when we went on tour, we would have like a like, let's say it was probably That's like a thousand, smart. a thousand, two thousand bucks. That's but smart. We always did basically East Coast bangers, like because it's the best. It's like two to four or five hour drives. Mm-hmm. So we'd throw shows, put it in a pot, and then do those. So like any merch we sold, we'd take the merch money and give each other five dollars for because then we would go to the McDonald's or Burger King, get off the dollar money. I always get. I used to call it, I think they, we called it the flying chicken, where you'd take, uh, you'd get a, uh, a double cheeseburger and a McChicken, and you'd take, the, you'd take the bun off the McChicken, you'd put the McChicken in between the two pieces of meat. Whoa. So it's a, it's a flying chicken, you know? I, wow. I'm, I've never done that. Or the flying makes cow. Makes a lot of sense. Was it called the flying cow? Something like that. I forget what we used to call it. It was stupid. <laughs> but I also, way, I, I, I mean, you're, you're, you're losing calories, though, when you're trying to consume calories. If you can afford both sandwiches, eat both sandwiches. 
That's fair. We should have. We were just like idiots. <laughs> but it's crazy. Like, I grew up poor. Like, I had no money. Like, when I started going on, when I started playing Emotionless, I lived in a single wide trailer in a trailer park. And... And this is from your family? This is where you... Where, how yeah, you yeah. I was I was 16 when I played, started with Motionless. Oh, shit. So it was like one of those things where I was like, I was still living with my parents. I mean, obviously, up and honestly, up until like I was 20-something, I was still living with either my grandmother or my parents. I couldn't afford... Motionless didn't start making money until like five or six years in, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was like, I, I remember I had an apartment with our old drummer, Angelo, and it was $400 a month. It was $200 each. And I had to move out because I couldn't afford the $200 a month. Wow. So it was like a lot of hustling. Cause I didn't have money. I didn't have like parents didn't give me any money or anything like that. I had to have a job. I used to work at Kmart as a cashier, um, just hustled and did like weird shit. But it was, it was definitely, it made me who I am. I've never take it back, but then yeah, it, it grew and grew and grew and became a fucking monster. And like we did, we did great things in, in, in the 10 years that I was in, you know, I toured everywhere. Uh, we played with, we just played some of the biggest festivals. We've played with some of the biggest bands like yours. Like we, we played a couple of festivals with you guys randomly. Yeah. Um, and it was just one of those things that I, I still think they're going to be such a giant band, you know, they're still growing. And I would mm-hmm. say in another five to 10 years, they'll be headlining those festivals, hopefully. Um, but it just wasn't the right vibe for me. It turned into too much of a business and it started like me and Chris, the singer started butting heads too much. And I'm, uh, my personality is like a leader personality and to be a keyboard player in a band when you try to say like, no, like, I don't think that's a good idea. They're just like, no one cares what you're saying. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck me. Because I had other businesses at the time. And I was like, I weighed it. And I was like, if I'm, I was happier outside of the band. One day I was like, I'd rather be home. And I just went, all right, fuck this. I'm going to quit. And I just quit. Wow. And when you say that, well, you were in the band when they started making money and you had other businesses, I've always been curious. What were those other businesses that you had that were being, that were lucrative, obviously, because now six years later, uh, let's say um, you've been, uh, you've, ran your own business you have your bar your restaurant you have the uh stranger unusual uh you have all these things going on and you said you were with motionless and wise as they started making money and you came from nothing so just talk me through it a little bit economically what was what was what was the mindset economically um with everything that was happening so i started using my platform i think what most band dudes lack to do is like they, they, they put pride before the horse and it, and that's what kills them. And what me when is I was like, well, I'm going to build myself as a brand. You know, I took the model of like basically the slipknot model and the kiss model. And like, that's what motionless did. And we, we made each, each other a character. So I was, I was balls as a character. Chris was Chris as a character. Ricky was Ricky. So I built myself as a brand. Um, so, I mean, the first time me side hustling was a clothing company actually hit me up and was like, yo, let's do shirts that say, um, I heart balls on them. They're like, that's hilarious. Like, and I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of weird, but whatever. Fuck it. It's an extra, it's an extra, um, uh, income source. So we, 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 we launched, we relaunched, we launched this little like clothing thing. That's a, it's an I heart JB. Um, and then I heart balls. Um, I heart JB was basically, that's when like Justin Bieber came out. So in the heart was actually a picture <laughs> of me and it said, I heart JB. So it was all these little girls buying I heart JB shirts and it was me. So I was like capitalizing off of, 
the I'm the original JB, so he he stole my thunder. You're a swindler. Then, You're a swindler, yeah. by the oh, way. Oh yeah, I'm a fucking. I'll um I'm gonna I'll hustle day and, through and through. <laughs> and then I and I sure it says I heart balls, which people just think it was a funny way to say B A L S, but real realistically it was my name. So like it had double things. So I mean I was making a couple thousand bucks off that, you know. And back then that was like crazy. I had maybe right. thirty five bucks in my bank account. So like making a couple grand on that. I mean that's that's also pretty much passive income when you when you describe it that way. Yeah, and then like randomly through strand through motionless, I started collecting dead shit. Um, while we were on tour, because I'd be like, oh, you know, we'd be in these random towns. You know how it is. You play for an hour, you have 23 other hours to fill. So I would go to these like antique stores and buy shit. And like, I would come home and then put it in my garage, come home, put it in my garage. And then after a couple of years, I had a plethora of shit. So I started the strange and unusual in 2013, um, which was a tiny little store in Kingston, Pennsylvania. Um, and it just grew and grew and grew. So it's can like you, can you, for those for the listeners and viewers right now. Can you describe what strange and unusual is uh, for for everyone? And because uh, you just said collector collectors and you're collecting stuff, putting it in the garage. Let's get into what it what the items are. What what's really about that and what what's what's behind the idea. So I think the strange and unusual is so it's it's so perfect because it is a little bit of everything. You know, we have everything from bath bombs to Victorian furniture to human skulls to horses in jars to um, uh, antique mirrors and stuff like that. So it it's just one of those places that's an experience. Um, the Strange Unusual, it, it, we sell anything that is just out of the norm. Anything you can't get at a normal place, like we sell. And it's, it's, it's a, a big common misconception is people just think we sell dead shit. Mm-hmm. which is honestly it's like 50 50. the other 50 is like we sell like our own the strange and usual is basically a little bit of a clothing brand it's a little bit of a, a bath and bath and beauty we sell um lotions and bath bombs that are shaped like coffins and skulls like it stays on theme of like weird mm-hmm. shit, but it's like still like accessible stuff and and we sell human skulls and uh, we have wet specimens, which can be anything from like a spider in a jar to a centipede in a jar to a bird in a jar to a horse in a jar to a shark in a jar, like something that you'd get like at Ocean City at the at the at the uh... a shark in a jar. So when, when you're, a lot of people's minds will go to a full uh, sh- adult shark. We're that would be about. amazing. It's like shark pups, like little shark, <laughs> little shark pups. I didn't know if I was like I'm selling great like, whites. <laughs> you ever see the movie uh, uh, Why Him with uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Russell Brand? No, it's no. not Russell Brand. It's uh, uh, Franco, James Franco. James Franco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And he has, and he has the wet like buffalo or something like that. And then he, like it just made it, like I'm thinking of like an adult like fucking shark, great white in a fucking in one of That'd those. That'd be so sick. There is a Damien Hurst. I think that's a Damien Hurst piece. It's like an actual art piece of like. So he used to take full size sharks, like big animals, and he'd put them. He'd encapsulate them in resin. And it's like one of the coolest things in the world. His name is Damien Hurst. He's a, he's like right. a, and it's, it's, they're like, he's like a multi-million dollar uh, artist that has like the craziest shit, except now he's doing like dots on, on, on artwork and selling them for like $20,000. It's goofy. But yeah, the strange and usual is just, it's, it's honestly an experience. You know, we sell everything and anything, honestly, we're, we're a glorified antique store for weirdos and the, the alternative people. But we also like our demographic is huge. Like we have 16 year olds and we have 45 year olds, 50 year olds, 60 year olds Mm -hmm. that come into the shop, women and men. Um, 
soccer moms to your like person pulling in in a hearse and it's how it's many crazy. how many people are coming and this is a, a more serious question how many people are coming in just to see the shop and how many people are really uh purchasing items or are they coming in to see the shop and then they'll leave with a bar of soap you know what i mean so a lot of people leave with something i would say 70 percent is customer retention has like that but they'll at least get something because they were like, oh, I made the trip here. Might as well get something, whether it's a rabbit foot for $5 mm-hmm. or like you said, a bar of soap or a bath bomb or like just really popular for people that are just like going out. But like we sell a ton of t-shirts. So like people will make a trip. Like people were in from LA the other day and they were like passing through and they made it. We were on their route to like go to Salem or something right. and they stopped and like they wanted a t-shirt and stuff like that. So, I mean, honestly, it's, it's pretty high because we are like a staple now. Like we are like one of the only, there's not a lot of oddity shops and we are like I one of I the don't biggest. Know. <laughs> I've traveled around this country many times. I have not been to very many oddity shops. No, there's I'm like, very curious about this. There's honestly like five or six and I have the biggest one, which is, which is amazing. Um, oh, that's awesome. To, Congrats it's like that. to think about and where that. exactly, where exactly is it? So the listeners, anyone when they're passing by, maybe they check it out. So we're in Kingston, Pennsylvania, where if like, you know anything about Pennsylvania, you probably don't know what Kingston, Pennsylvania is. It's right. uh, Northeast <laughs> Pennsylvania. So if you've heard of the office, which is in Scranton, Pennsylvania, yeah. that's like right here. We're like 20 minutes from Scranton. So if like you're, okay. if you, if you've heard of the office, that's kind of where we're from. No is, one's heard of the area. office. No one has any idea what the office is. They're, gonna, <laughs> Listen, they're all going to have to Google it. Even from being here, it's my favorite show in existence. <laughs> and when they took it off Netflix, I like lost my mind a little bit. I have nothing you to didn't fall asleep anymore. No, fuck no. I'm cheap as fuck. Are you kidding me? It's not that. There's a, there's like a free version too. If you're that Is there? fucking cheap. Like an, I am that cheap. I'm that guy who will like, because think about it. Like you got Hulu, Netflix, like whatever, Disney plus Peacock, all this stuff. You're, you're spending like 30 or $40 a month. I'm spending more than that on all my subscriptions. But well, that's like, what I'm yeah. saying. Like I'm cheap as fuck. Well, but, but well, did you have uh, cable or satellite before? No. Oh, well, then I, I, I can't help you, my son. <laughs> I usually like, <laughs> um, so I, for a long time, I stole my friend Shane's uh, Netflix password, Netflix login. Um, yeah. And I stole my friend Aaron's Hulu password. Um, anywhere I can save money, I'll be a piece of shit. Like, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm a piece I'm, of shit. <laughs> I'm very, I, I'd say I'm, I'm pretty frugal on stuff, especially lately. I've been, you know reassessing a lot of things i was like oh well i'm spending a lot of money here i probably shouldn't do that i don't even know why i'm spending that money over there so i've i've gone over my expenses a couple times and became a little bit more frugal but i mean a peacock account like come on dude it's 10 bucks (laughs) 10 bucks over here that's that's 120 bucks (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh, I, like, so, wait, 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 wait. When you grow up with nothing. You said $120 for the year, okay? How much does one of your human skulls run? 1200 bucks. <laughs> 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 you know what's funny? is like I have an $8,000 human face in a jar like sitting on my like mantle at my house, like amongst other things, but I won't spend ten dollars a month. What on is it amongst? Cost. I want to know like if you have a human face up on your mantle. And you said, amongst other things on this mantle, what goes with that theme? What else is up there? Oh, what's going on, everyone? Brando here. Haven't been around for a while because I am busy. You know, I'm working five jobs to feed 10 kids. And when it comes to dinner, I'm just looking for an easy way out. But 
there is a great thing that I have found to make my day a little easier. Factor Meals. Right now, I've got a black pepper and sage pork chop. I'm gonna eat it right here on air with you because I want you to hear in real time how good this thing really is. So it's got a nice little sauce on it, nice grill marks. Like this thing is ready to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 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 shoot. This is some quality, quality pork right here. The nice thing is, it's healthy. The amount of protein in this meal is broken down for me on the side of the package. I don't have to worry about it. I know once I eat this whole thing, my macros are gonna be imbalanced. This is, this is what I need. This is good. Oh my God. It took two minutes for me to microwave this thing. All I had to do was sign up. Meals get shipped right to my house every week. They have a wide selection to choose from. Dude, they had dill crusted chicken. They had chili. You wanna check it out? Head over to factormeals.com slash drinkswithj50 and use code drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. That's code drinkswithj50 at factormeals.com slash drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. Yeah. I know, it's a mouthful, but so is this meal. So I'm gonna keep eating it because, man, this is good. Um, so on that fireplace mantle, I have a human face, uh, a lion, a... Wait, how do you have a whole lion up there? I have two lions on, I have on each of my fireplaces in my house. Wait, wait, wait. How big are your fucking mantles? What, I mean, when you say lion, what are we talking? We're talking so cubs? We're talking... Those, so those are full-size mountain lions. Um, so they're like... The size of a panther. I do have a full-size African lion that's at my store. So I have three lions. Three? Three. So a mountain lion is about the size of like a... Um, I would say maybe like double the size of a golden retriever. Okay. Um, so it, it like it's like on like a, a prowl uh, thing. So it like... It, it, How it looks big like is it's your walking. fucking fireplace? It's pretty big. <laughs> Like Jesus Christ, I'm thinking about my fireplace. And I, I've got fireplace envy now. Like, I would say it's a little bit smaller than the bar that's behind you, like the the granite. And that's just the fireplace. Yeah. So the house I I got a house that's um it's an old Victorian house in Pennsylvania, and it's like um it's got it's it's fucking amazing. It's it was crazy. It's it's a uh, it's like seven thousand square feet, um and it's just. I've been renovating it. It like was a little shitty when I bought it because I got it at a really good price. Um, and I've been renovating it, but it's it's got some really good sized fireplaces. I mean, seven thousand square feet in Pennsylvania. What what did that run you at the at the at the initial cost? I mean, it's going to be worth more now, and you got everything into it. What was the initial cost? So it cost me a few hundred thousand, but I put a I'll probably put another couple hundred thousand dollars into it, and it'll probably be worth like. Um, three quarters of a million, something like that. So now I don't have fireplace envy anymore because now I'm thinking about what my fireplace costs in uh, uh, Southern California uh, versus the fireplace that you're talking about. I'm like, okay, we're, we're yeah, okay. But I, I I, I, so do you own your house or do you, do you lease? I own rent? my house. I own my so house. it probably costs you $5 million if for like a thousand square feet is like $5 million <laughs> out there. So it's disgusting. Like it, it's, you get what you pay for though, man. I don't want to leave California. I, I mean, I'm born weather. and raised though. I'm, I'm born and raised though. So, I mean, yeah. uh, there's many times I love many of the places I've traveled and, um, but I just, this is the place where I feel home, you know, and I, this is where I grew up too. So that it's makes sense. Just, you know, yeah. I, Bobby, Bobby, uh, you know, Bobby, Bobby Shabinsky, for a, Bobby Shabinsky Good tries to get me to move to California all the time, all the time. And I'm like, what do I, what's out there for me? I'm like, what? 
he's like, well, you can be in studio at tw- uh, for, for, for our Twitch for Space Zebra. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, or I can just put a background up and be there. Which, by the way, I want to talk about your background. You have the filthy IPA background, which I really appreciate. But, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired of seeing it. I liked, I liked before we hit record, you had a bunch of other Let's see. Uh, um, backgrounds. Uh, well, I, I mean, I could be like... Ooh, where is this? This looks like you're in some techie place. This is a newsroom. Um, a newsroom. I, as you can tell, I changed the camera quick. This is the other half of my office. This is a newsroom. I mean, um, you do have a 7,000 square foot home. So, I mean... Actually, uh, this, is in my, this is in my office at my office. I have an office in... You have an office in your office, but you can't even do it in your 7,000 square foot home. Okay, I'm, I got you. I'm moving it to my house, I think, because it's like a pain. <laughs> I just well, wanted, you like, just talked about how frugal you are. I'm like, why are you spending money on an office then if you got 7,000 square feet? Because I want oh, to go to the beach. You want to go to the beach. Yeah, that looks like Bali. Yeah, I've never been. I need to think about it. I haven't either. I just, I've heard many things. I, I, I have many friends who have been, and those little yurts that are about uh, above the water look really sick. Oh, where um, is this? This looks like the Amazon. What about this? Hold on. Two dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the winner. That's the winner for the rest of the show. Thank you very much for that. I have, Anyone who's I have... listening, they could go over to YouTube right now and see Josh Balls. He is actually the balls in the middle of two dicks. Exactly. Um, so. I thought it was super funny when I saved us. I was like, this is good. I was like, I love that they're like, like coming out on either side too. They're yeah. Not twisted or anything. They're just like, here we it. are. So <laughs> I don't know. I was just, what's, in the, middle? I mean, what's in the middle there? I don't know. Move over again. I want to see that. So it looks like a cast iron molding of two dicks. <laughs> yeah. like, what is that? That's amazing. It looks like like that's someone's like truck hitch or something. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Instead of having balls, they have dicks. Um, so, you know, just that. But no, yeah, I did. I had an office for a while because I started a root beer company. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. I heard about that. How's that going? It's doing so well. Um, and that's why we kind of got the office. We were trying to build like this like fix. situation, but it's it's doing so well. Um, that it's, it's stressful. It's like one of those things, like I, I had a phone call today with someone, they're like, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just fucking stressed. So like, why? And I was like, everything's going so well, like business wise that it's stressful. Like things are doing well and I don't know what to think about it. And I don't know why. And I, and I was just like, Do you, are you, are you one of the, one of these guys? Uh, I, I can be this way um, where when things are going really well you're worried about the impending doom you're worried about the fall because you know it's gonna it's gonna come well i'm always in survival mode so Mm. it's like all right so if i how do i keep this going and then once it dips you're like all right well this this and this yeah it like stresses me out like what do you what do you do in those situations where you're just like it's going too well you know i've i've struggled with that a lot um in, in my life and i've always I've always been the one like, I'm never going to see another dime. I'm never going to do it. Like I have to work with what I have today, not what I believe I'm going to have in the future, not what I had in the past. I have to work with what I have today. Um, I need to do the same. I need to learn that. Yeah. Well, it it was the first few times you start thinking like that, it's still stressful because then you're really still, there's, it is so hard to not think about the future. It is so fucking difficult. And I don't mean for people listening, I don't mean like you just don't, uh, you just negate the future and don't, and you're taking this day to make the next day better. And that's, that's kind of become my new, my new thing is like at the end of the day, whatever stress or anything that's been going on, I just can, 
I need to be uh, able to turn it off because at a certain time, it's like nothing is going to change what I've already done today. Yeah. Now it's turn it off and restart tomorrow because at a certain time, you're, you're just, you're piling on the shit at a certain point. And then you're not even giving it your all because now you're spreading yourself over all these fucking different things. It's like, just compartment it, you know, take this as the day that it is. And this is what I'm going to do with it. Reevaluate it at the end of the day for me, when you're about to have a glass of wine or whatever at the end of the night and just go, okay, this is what I did. Cool. Move on to the next day. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I try to do that. And then I like, I'm a yes man, like always will say yes, because that's like, I'm growing. I'm 30. Like I said, I'm 32 and I'm like trying to grow myself and like make a legacy for myself. Cause I've always like, I want, I want to make a legacy. I think that's like, just what for would our be area. Your legacy? What would be your legacy? That's, that's a question. Cause they, a lot of people say they want to make a legacy. They want to make that. And, um, and I respect that totally. Uh, I, I, and I understand it. Uh, the want to have that, uh, especially uh, I get that from having a son now. That's my legacy, you know. So yeah. if for those who don't have a have a child, and and I and I was there for many, most of my life, um, what is the legacy to you? What 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 is something that you want to leave your stamp on this world? Mine is for my area, honestly. Like, our we have a very like we have a very left side and a right side, and that's how it is. You know, uh, we're very like they call us pencil tucky, and I just want to like. I want to open people's minds to be able to be like, so when people live here, their first thing, when they get old enough, they go, Oh man, I can't wait to save up and get out of this place. I can't wait to go to New York city or LA and stuff like this. I was like, I want to make my stamp on this area where people go, man, I can't wait to leave LA and go to Northeast Pennsylvania. Like I can't wait to like, I want to make people proud to live in our area. I think that's so like, I want to, I I, I got to backtrack. You're going to get people to leave LA to go there. (laughs) I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I I don't like proper LA. I'll I'll say that right now. I I, Listen, I love Orange LA. County all day. <laughs> I love I, Orange, I, County. Orange County. Is I don't not like LA. LA. I fucking LA, hate LA. Orange County is not LA. I I refuse to acknowledge that as LA. LA yes, is I LA. I, you know, but I, and I'm glad that you you've traveled enough to know that a lot of people would be like, oh, Southern California, LA, they they lump it all together. And I'm like, these are two very different fucking places. Orange <laughs> Orange County and Anaheim and like that shit are very different from, you know, like once you pass that into like Hollywood, LA, well, and that's that where bubble. Once you get once you get just you're into Long Beach. As you're traveling north from Orange County, you're into Long Beach in 20 minutes. This is still cool. This is still cool. And then about 35 minutes in, you start to get into LA. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. And everything, like the whole, everything changes. Like the traffic, the look, everything changes. Like right at that 35 minute mark. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where you're just like. I get, okay. Um, so so to that point though, I, I get like LA. If you live in proper LA, go somewhere else. But I mean, where's the you, you're you're still gonna lose the weather. That's that's the problem. It's starting to get cold here. <laughs> like, it's starting to get real cold. I, I mean, I like the seasons. Don't get me wrong, but I like to visit the seasons. This is the yeah. this is the brilliance of being in Orange County, California. I, I would drive, like. I can drive to the seasons. Like, I would like. like to oh, you don't get seasons. House. I'm like, I can drive an hour and go to Big Bear, and that's get true. snow and mountains. I can. <laughs> like I could, I could drive anywhere and get seasons if I want them. 
like two, it's like, it's so the big thing about Pennsylvania, it's costs. Like okay. I own, yeah. you do I win, have, you do win on that. You do win. Have, on that. You have a 7,000 square foot home. I have four houses here. I have four. No. You have four houses. Do you rent yes. the other ones out? Yeah. So it's like, Smart, for dude. what Passive it costs, so whatever it costs you to live there, you can have like five houses here. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I have, uh, I've always wanted a church. I was like, I, I want a church. I think it's one thing that was on my list and I, I fucking bought one and I thought it was, and it was in Pennsylvania, Northeast Pennsylvania. You can you buy one. Yep. I have a 14,000 square foot church with 45 foot ceilings and it's beautiful. It's amazing. You um, rent it out to uh, to a flock. Uh, so do they, are they currently using it? So what I do is I have the back, like the sacristy in the back. I rent it out to my friend to live there. And then I use the front as storage and warehouse, which I want to make it a production studio is kind of what I w- I'm going to eventually do with that. I first, I bought it to be my house and I started like renovating it and building. It. I was like, this is too fucking much. Like this is like, you were going to turn, turn a church into your house. That's awesome. Yeah. But it was just like too much and I was like stressful. So I like went and bought another house and then I have two other smaller houses that I rent out, which is nice. So it's I like, I want to get back to, I, I, I like the other houses too, but I want to stick on this church thing here for a second. Cause I have this, uh, I have this mental image of like, uh, I'll show you, you a picture of, of it. Of walking the, uh, uh, the walking dead. Not really. I never really got into it. I never had really? the time to, 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 it was such, it was so far in by the time I even like, thought about getting into it oh, that's right that and you don't want to pay for a subscription so you can't just get yourself caught up okay uh <laughs> you know me so well <laughs> anyways i'm thinking of like a, a pennsylvania church like old school victorian church did you uh get down in the basement did you i mean you've owned how many years have you owned it have you really checked every square inch and everything you own that yeah Dude, I'm gonna. I want to do my show out of there. Can I just? Sure. Like, I want to like make it a Christ, production studio. Christ that's like, goes into fucking church and does his show sick. out of there. That's what I That'd would be love awesome. that. I'll show you the inside. Hold on, I find a picture. But no, I've, I've. There's some spaces I still want to go and search inside. There's under these floorboards that I have like an inkling that there's a bunch of weird shit under that I want to rip up anyway. Be. There has to. Oh be. yeah. Here's the inside. Come on, Dude, focus. it's like in really good shape. This is not what I was picturing at all. I was thinking like end of the fucking days fucking church. This is like, this is, is a it? gorgeous church. I don't know if it's focusing. There, you there go. it is. Now it is. I got you now. So it's Dude, amazing. Is... And how much does a church run you in Pennsylvania, sir? <sighs> Enough. <laughs> I don't mean, I, don't, I know, I know I'm prying a little bit about like, uh, I, and I don't mean to show... So your, in in Northeast or anything like that, but I'm just I'm curious of the real estate. Like uh, it's not it's not about what you've spent. It's about like I, I've never thought of buying a church in Southern California. That would be an insane amount of money, and there would be no reason for me to do it. Why? Like out there, it, it's got to be it's got to be something that's like it makes a little sense that you can just go like ah eh, fuck it, I want to buy a church. It's honestly that's that's the price. It was like so when I got it. And I mean, I had to put, uh, I mean, I had to redo electrical plumbing. Um, I had to put like fix the roof. So it was like, I put a decent amount into it, but I mean, it was like under a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Which is crazy wow. to have like something that big, you know, and have like, you found anything cool or, or, or surprising in your, in your searches through all these different rooms or anything? Not really. Cause there was like for a couple years, people broke in like soul shit. 
So oh, I think it was cool. Okay. Like the only cool thing that was like really left behind was there was a, there was a, an original confessional booth that was for the church, which I have, which I like. Did you, did you put a glory hole in it? Be honest. No, I'm going to make a, a photo. Oh, there was already one there. There was, <laughs> there was yeah. already one there. <laughs> you know, it's really weird. All right. So the back rooms where the, where the, the priest would get changed and stuff like that, there's these three random doors like up top. And I'm like, man, I bet you that's where he kept the kids. Like oh, that's, that's where you hid the up. children. Was you know? it, was it, do you know, like the origin of this church? Was it the Catholic church? Yeah, it was a, oh, it was a Lithuanian, uh, Lithuanian. So it was, it was a. Uh, offshoot. Lithuanian is an offshoot of, but still very Catholic. It's just one of the, it's like calling Christian and Baptist or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's, it was, it was, it's, it, it, it doesn't have a weird energy. Like to me, it doesn't like, I don't feel any weird vibes. Like okay. I had less vibes sleeping there than sleeping at my new house, which was that, I mean, my new house is, so the church was built in 1905 and the house I live in now was built in 1883. So there's like a few years difference where like, it's just a little more, a little spookier. So I, I, I had a conversation with Wes Borland and right off the bat, he, I'm not, I'm not so big on the supernatural afterlife stuff, spirituals. I, I don't believe in ghosts basically. Like I, I just haven't, it's not that I discredit people who have shared their stories about it. It's just, I feel like there's always uh, a scientific answer that makes more logical sense in those stories. And because that I have not felt something myself. So it's not, it's believe what you want, everything like that. This is just, I haven't experienced that you're, you're going into churches, old houses, and you're talking about a vibe you feel when you go in there. Have you had any hauntings in these, you know, five houses that you have or churches um, or whatever? I've definitely had feelings in, uh, especially in my store, my old store. So we recently, three years ago, we moved our store, but the old one, there was times where the door would just open, just open right up and it would just close. There would be like a weird um, smell. Then did, you feel, did you feel anything when that door would open like that? Or was it like a gust of wind? It, I would thought it was a gust of wind, but it's never happened before ever. And the door isn't, it wasn't flat. It was in an, in, in, it was like in a thing. So you'd have to like go in and pull it open. So oh, it was a like a pocket door. It was a pocket door. Yeah. So it was like, well, that I mean, shouldn't have, again, now, now my, my fucking weird logical brain is trying to go like, well, if it was never put on a right way, it could be just slanted a little bit and you wouldn't even realize it. But it was a co- commercial door. A commercial door. Yeah, so it was like this front of my store, like you'd walk in, not a pocket door, not like the ones that go in. Oh, um, okay. I'm sorry. So yeah. It's funny because I have this, this dick right here. So yeah. <laughs> wait, grab it. <laughs> <laughs> but it went in. And then so it was like the front of the store was here. And then the door was in right here. So it was like <laughs> I it was like that anymore. <laughs> you play around. I'm trying to listen to the story and I'm trying to imagine. You know what's funny is like, I'm trying to imagine the story, but then I look up and (laughs) your hands are literally all over that dick. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I've never had true experiences where it was like a visual representation of something, but I believe in the energy of what it is. Mm -hmm. And I definitely believe there is, there is other entities out there, but I think it leaves me alone because I respect it and I agree with it. And it's like, it it is what it is. It's out there. It's a piece of everything. Like, how do you agree with it? 
because, because it, it has to exist. How does it not exist? That's how I agree with it. It was like it, there has to be separate entities in this world that exist. There has to I, be. I absolutely agree with that. I, I believe in the, in, uh, well, the world that we live in is a world of infinite possibilities. Um, uh, we learn that more and more every day, in my opinion. Um, different dimensions. See, that, that that's part of my logical brain. Some of it is like, well, that's not a... Can we describe it as a ghost? Sure. But is it possible that it could be something coming in from a different dimension for a moment? That's what I would say. But so like- I, I wrote that in with the same, to be completely honest. It's like... Uh-huh like dimensional spirituality and ghosts and apparitions i rope into the same thing because it's it's the same shit it's like i can, I, I can vibe know? with that i could totally vibe with that because i can understand why like you know uh at, at any point in time in the world of infinite possibilities if we've thought it it's probably happened right but we don't know how to describe it i feel like we're always behind on the description of what we're seeing or feeling and I feel like and you can only, you can only, your brain can almost, and your eyes can only formulate so much, especially like you said, right. if you've never seen it, like I know Wes, when I talked to Wes about his Detroit house, he said there was a woman yeah. that he saw, like there was no ifs, ands, or buts, she was there. So, I mean, I just think it depends on, because we are, as a human race, we don't use our full brains and some people do, some people use more or less. Like Wes Borland is an intelligent motherfucker. Yes, he is. And I think he uses more of his brain than most people. So I feel like if you put yourself and open your brain to be able to accept that, I think your brain allows it. And like, that's what I think it should, it is. I think if you are like- It's a higher higher consciousness, is that what you're going at? Yeah. So I think there's, because there's fucking, like, I'm a fucking idiot. Like, Wes is intelligent. There's some like idiots and there's intelligent people like- it's so vastly different of the intelligence of people because the way I see it is like there's five-year-olds that can solve arithmetic like Mm seven-year-olds that's not taught by their parents no no there's no way like yeah that uh, yeah there's absolutely no rhyme or I mean I look at my son already and he's fucking smarter than me and I'm like oh fuck yeah (laughs) I I love it because it's 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 really cool to see but like to that point though yeah that's it's Intelligence isn't learned as much as everyone thinks it is. It's not going to college. It's I think it's it's degree. unlocking what you already possess. Right. And some people have that that those doors and some people don't have those doors. Like I think the human species is so, so crazily under like appreciated, undervalued, and under like no one is caring about like like when you think about it, like we are standing on two fucking legs walking driving cars writing talking to each other that's incredible right like and we take it for granted every day there are some people that can't see there are some people that can't talk that can't walk like it's insane that like we are and that's why i do believe in there's so much out there that we can we'll never tap into we never will like not in our lifetimes like, not, yeah i mean i mean when you think of the infinity of vast knowledge like you're right how do you get in how do you tap into infinity you don't you 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 enjoy the time that you have. That's what yeah. I've I've actually learned, and that's how I feel about this body and this life and everything. Is I'm here right now. This is this is me right now. I'm made up of everything in the fucking universe. You are this fucking desk is this table is everything's made up of, of the same shit. When you really think about it, it's all the same shit. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it all came from this vast universe, and became it became chicken nuggets. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> He just changed his background for those of you listening, not watching. Um, uh, you know, it, it just, we all come, 
come from the same shit at the bottom at the bottom dollar, right? Yeah. And when when you realize that, then you go like, well, what the fuck happens afterward? Well, maybe you just go back into the abyss. Maybe you just go back into uh, creating and being. Maybe that is the reincarnation. I don't know. This is just like my thoughts. This isn't a religion or anything like. Maybe that is the reincarnation. Maybe parts of me is going to become a plant. Parts of me is going to become a fucking serial killer. I don't know. But like, it's all like, it's all becoming one thing. And in that, <clears throat> when I think of those elements, I think of the fact that I'm just here for this, however long it's been decided that I'm going to get to slow down and view the wor- world through this scope. And then I go right back out to the universe and everything's way faster. Yeah. This is my slow down moment. This is where I get to sit down and look through this scope. And maybe I get another scope later, but I don't fucking know. This is my scope right now. So I'm going to use this for whatever the fuck I want. I agree. It's crazy to like, like, it's crazy. I try, I need to slow down is where the basis of this question needs to like happen. It was like, yeah. I need to accept that the things that are doing well, I don't need more because I can, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I've. You don't get to take any of that shit with you, Josh. You don't get to take any of that when you go back to the universe, when you go back to the abyss, when you go back to if you believe in an afterlife, if you don't, whatever. If you you don't even get to take it to hell with you if you if you believe in that. (laughs) Um, So I mean, all right. So one big thing I want to do in this life, and I think I would end and stop starting new businesses. I would really want. So I want to make. I want an amusement park, like I want Mm -hmm. it to be, but I want it to be very like. An oddities, like, an oddities amusement park? Yeah, but not, but like it, it's almost like you stepped in a world of Tim Burton, like almost Ooh. like when Disney does, um, does, Disney does Halloween, but all year round, where it's not like I want to build like fall foliage in the entire amusement park. So, so you're always in fall and I, I everything have a, I have has. A thought here, Josh, I have a thought here. And if you're okay with it, I will run this part of the theme park. You get a gigantic whale elephant something like that something big enough for and you create a ride within its body something there this is this is off the off the cuff here so i i could refine this idea later but like or even if you did something bigger where you get the bones of a of a megalodon or something like that you know and and build a ride around that because then they want to tie into your uh strange and unusual shit right that's basically that's exactly what i want like like when you enter i want to enter through uh, a very wistful like very sleepy hollow very strange and unusual very tim burton-esque um but on the disney side because i love i love disney and i like the weird shit they do like when they go when disney goes like does spooky shit or like oh dude it's so much fun i just took my son to california adventure and we did like the the whole uh, spooky scenes there it was it was super, super fun. They, they so have, I want you can't deny Disney's imagery. You just can't. Oh, amazing! They're like their team, and they have on un, un, like it. There's an untouchable amount of money. You know what I mean? Where I, they can like, oh, I have this idea, and then it can come to life with animatronics and props and this and that. And like, side note, real quick, do you think uh, uh, Walt is coming back at any at any point? I never thought about that. We're getting closer and closer to that technology, and he's still frozen. I wonder if Walt's be... actually going to get woken up and actually get to see the brilliance of what he's created and how many things have been bought and why it's like the biggest company in the fucking world. I think, I mean, why not? Holy shit. It's got to I mean, happen at some point. There's enough money in it. 
within the and next within the next fifty years, I think it's it's a possibility. It's a very very. I hope I'm around for that. I just want I just want that like holy shit, someone did that. Holy and shit, he'd be someone the one. did that. Yeah, he'd definitely be the one. That's that'd be fucking wild. That's crazy. But I want to be the next Walt Disney. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. No. No. I love that. That. That's that. Let's get back to that because that those are that's a great legacy and a great aspiration um, to open up your own theme park and create and you know be the next Walt Disney, but of the strange and unusual. Yeah, of the like, I want it because I mean, think about how big our world is. I mean, think about Avenged Sevenfold playing a fucking festival. How many people are there? Fifty thousand people. Right. And you guys are a spooky band, like whether you like it or not. Like your grain. <laughs> The grain of Avenged Sevenfold is a spooky band. Like, let's be real. Like, there's you guys can go into no the rock one has world. Ever described us as a spooky band. That's you can, my favorite you can thing. go into the rock world as much as you want. You guys are a spooky band, and that's through and through. Avenged Sevenfold is a spooky band. Um, so I, I mean, when you I do music that. videos, when you're fucking doing a solo, getting raised uh, up a casket, there's you're a spooky band. Oh come so, on, that was that was an homage to Guns and Roses, and we all know it. I understand that, but you guys are, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not taking that. Com- I'm not taking that comment back. I'll take it to the grave. Um, spooky band. But, that's uh, going to be the blabbermouth right there. It's like a vegetable to spooky band. <laughs> <laughs> um, they'll pick it up. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah. But th- that world is so ginormous. When people tell me that Strange and Unusual is going to fail because no one likes that shit. And to do millions uh, is a multi-million dollar thing is the Strange and Unusual is or Blackcraft is a 20 million plus dollar company right. and DWP is selling out festivals with headliners like Rob Zombie, the Misfits, Avenged Sevenfold. Like there, we rule the world. Like there's no, yeah, obviously there's fucking stupid. Like, I mean, obviously I like Justin Bieber. I like, like, I like that world, but it there's exists. no denying that. See, here's the thing, like real quick, you're, you're tiptoeing around it a little bit, but I, I'll just get right into it. The pop world uh, especially for a <laughs> spooky bands or a spooky people, you look over at it and you go like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to pick that apart. I'm going to pick everything that I can about that because I don't like it. Yeah. It's okay not to like it. But the reason why it's pop, even in the name, everyone forgets pop is popular. It's short for popular music. There's a reason why it's popular, people. Everyone fucking loves it. I listen to a Taylor Swift song and I'm like, oh, she's that's a so fucking good. good jam. That's a fucking she's, good. There's a couple so where she, she, she's, she's dropped a couple stinkers, in my opinion. But yeah. overall, it has been a, a, an incredible career and, and continues to grow. And you can't deny that. You, you can't. I understand you have hate in your heart, <laughs> but you don't need to always let it out. It's like, it's kind of like, it's like, don't be a hater. Just. Respect Accept that someone it. respect yeah, yeah. Respect, respect that is, someone is, is able to do something like you can say I don't like that, but you don't have to hate the person that's putting out their art. It's you know what it is. It's the fucking gatekeepers that are like goofy. Like yeah. they don't like the whole Machine Gun Kelly thing. Like that dude is opening doors for everybody. There's He's more sh- rock. There's more rock in the world right now because of it. I mean, I hate to admit that. I, I wish it came from the rock world that. Uh, brought out the rock world you know but it's taken someone in the pop world or hip-hop world whatever you want to call it 
to raise up the rock. And it, yeah. I, I know, I know MGK. Like I, I've known him for years. He's a really cool dude. And I, I, I was on 2014 Warp Tour with him. So I mean, he's done. He's been in the world. I mean, yeah, yeah he opened his he, mouth. He, he should. He loves rock. He loves rock. He yeah. always has. Like he's a hip hop artist, but he's always been. And that's another thing is. Once you get pigeonholed, like you have one form of art, you're not a, you're not a, you're not allowed to do another form of art. That's that's bullshit. Yeah, it's goofy. You should be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, and not be gate gate kept to anything. Like some of these rock, hardcore, like pop punk, like putting things in a bucket or in a thing is ruining music. Absolutely. Um, especially like, all right, I'm gonna say this flat out, flat out to Spotify to Spotify. Fuck you. Mm. You should put a donation button on each artist's profile. Wow. Like there that should be a thing that is it, it's uh, take the take the Twitch element and put it in Spotify. There's no reason that you shouldn't be able to donate to bands on their Spotify page that goes directly to the band because the Spotify is already fucking everybody and it's the only place they're going to listen to music. So it's like right, they're monop- well, they're monopolizing it. I, I still I still use Apple Music. But uh but you know what I mean, like all right. So yeah. those two, I, I would I'd make that argument for both. Is like right, right, right. You're, you're and then, you know, and that, that's but that's zero. that goes back to like, are you Android or iOS? You know, it's like it, those are the two things. If you're Android, you typically use Spotify. If you have Apple, I mean, everyone has Apple though. But like, you still, I, I use Apple Music because it's easier. It's easier for me to not have to go to a separate app and do all that. I'm lazy. I'm lazy yeah. as fuck. And it's if fair. all my shit's working on one thing. Ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, like, fuck it. Yeah. But, like, there should be a way to, like, subscribe to your favorite band. Like, where you go on that right. Spotify yeah, or Apple I, Music. That, like, I feel I feel you on that. I, I, I think that that... Here's the thing. A big company like that is never... They're not going to listen to this fucking podcast and go, Oh, Josh, fuck yeah, yeah, we should listen to him. You know? What I feel and what I think the future is for a lot of bands is creating your own world where you can get that directly i 100 percent agree you create your own world where if you like this and you want to be a part of this um and you're willing to shed your money for whatever reason you know and you just you want to be a part of this i as an artist am going to do my very best to create something amazing for you and give you the best product i can for your dollar and now we have a direct connection it's not Oh, now you're going through a major label. Now you're going through YouTube. Now you're going through Spotify. Now you're going through whatever. There's a middleman and all that. I'm going to create the same shit. As long as you are sourcing me, I will give you the benefit of your money right directly back to you. Yeah. And that's how it should be. I mean, there, it's the thing is music rules the world. And, but the last person to get that money is the musician, which is so unfortunate. Like it's, it's crazy that well, I mean like, you could say that about a lot of art though. I mean art, yeah, in general. A create creators, creatives are like everyone benefits from from the, the, the creations, but the creators are getting the least amount of, of everything. You know, it's all the people right, in the background. Right. Because and most to, most creators are philosophical. Aren't not to get too philosophical, but like hasn't that always been the case? When always. when has the artist ever been also the conglomerate it's never been the case it's never it's never and it's because a lot of artists aren't entrepreneurs and a lot of entrepreneurs aren't artists right like, so there has it, to be so that marriage right at, at the yeah. end of the day you have to find that marriage 
and that's what I try to do. Like I try to create, I, I, I like to do the same thing. I like to create worlds where people, that's why like me as an entity, I want to be an empire where it's like, all right, I know where to, I have a company called horror hub and it's uh, an Amazon Etsy style thing just for horror. People know to go, like we've been developing it like all year. It's like a thing that like where you're going to go to find masks, props, everything in this world, you know, we're creating that thing or it's like, Oh, I know what the strange and unusual, like, the you know anything that josh does i know that i'm gonna like it you know that's mm. basically kind of what i want to create and I, I think i agree it's like starting those worlds are the only thing that sucks is people are the end of the day they're lazy so it's like opening up that apple music and being like oh i want to listen to say let's say avenged had another world are they going to want to leave their 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 apple music point to go to this world and then to go back to listen to Drake. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it, it's would, like, it would take, it would take a, a, a new platform where you could find all those worlds. And there's debate. I mean, this isn't anything new um, for people in the know of, of the industry. We're constantly trying to find new ways to, uh, to ingratiate ourselves into and use this new technology. This is all brand new shit to everybody. Bands, bands need to do it not yeah, conglomerates exactly. is exactly. like you need to do it i need to do it like you know we need to do it kevin lyman needs to do it fucking danny wimmer needs to do it like because we're in the music industry we know that we are the ones struggling and, and it's not and it's not about let's see I th- this is where it gets a little a little funky for me is because when we're talking about it and we're like we're negating the fact that the, these fans are giving their money for it right um and we're like oh man we need we're getting screwed by here, here, and you know, this place and that place. And it sounds to the consumer like we're complaining. And it's not, it's not like I'm complaining about my life or anything like that. It's just there are people that along the way from your consumer money to the artist, there's people along the way that are taking that maybe necessarily didn't really do much to, 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 to deserve that. Um, and I think everyone's who's paying their money deserve to know where it's going. Yeah, it's not it's not the consumer. They're the last person I'd complain about. They're paying they're, they they're they're buying what's put in front of them. And I would do the same thing. I have a Spotify account. Yeah. Absolutely. I have an Apple account. Like I use wait, it. Like Wait, you do have subscriptions? You don't you don't you don't actually just steal them my from other business people? pays my business <laughs> pays for them. <laughs> um but no, like I have them. I use it. It's it's readily there. Like I haven't bought a fucking. I mean, I buy I buy albums, but still, like I haven't bought a CD in forever. You know what I mean? Like, right. So the thing is, like, if it's you buy it's, you buy vinyl of something like it's very special and you listen to it through yeah. vinyl. But other than that, you're streaming. There needs to be someone that someone needs to revolutionize the world in that world. Like when I all right, so I'm gonna lay this very very much out. And like the last tour I did was Corn and Breaking Ben Giant tour. It was fucking. Mm. We did. That must have been like, a really great one. 10,000 people a night. Um, it was a month long tour. We did it in a bus. Um, at the end of that tour, financials did a, they did whatever. And by the time we got paid it was a month later. So it was two months long. And I remember they direct deposited $3,000 in my account, $1,500 a month to do a, it was an arena tour. Right. And at that point I was just like, this is one of the biggest tours we've ever done. And by the time it got to me, I got $3,000. Well, let's break that down a little bit because I, I, I've, I've been in similar situations and you, you learn from it and you, you adjust and uh, heads roll a little bit. <laughs> let's be honest, heads roll when that shit happens. Yeah. Um, 
but when you break down um, the cost of everything, like at first you get really mad about it, right? And then you realize where that where those different costs are coming in, and it's you can get mad about it. This is one thing you cannot deny: math is universal. Yeah. And at a certain point, A plus B equals fucking C, and like that's that's just what it is. So you look at it and you go, oh well, well fuck, we did agree to that. We did agree to that. We did agree to that. And it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, you just, you're just doing, you're just doing a numbers game. And then you go like, okay, well now I need to learn how to make those numbers different. You know what I'm saying? Rather than blaming it on somebody else, you go, okay, learning experience. Now I need to go. And I think you're getting to that because this is the last story. You're like, for you, you said, fuck it. I'm going to do something else. But if you wanted to continue, I think the, the, the path beyond that is to go, not making that mistake again, I'm going to actually watch these fucking numbers. Yeah. And that's, what, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, how much is a bus a day? $1,500 a day. Mm-hmm. Um, your lighting rig, your management gets 20%. Your booking agent gets 15%. Your business manager gets 5%. Your front of house guy, you're looking at what? $1,500 a week. You get your <laughs> guitar text. Well, not yours. Yours are probably, <laughs> I don't want to know what yours are. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure you're paying I'm sure you're paying thirty-five well, to forty-five dollars. Like a lot of, like we didn't think of it when we started out in a fucking van touring together as just buddies. You know, you don't think about that shit. But when, as it grows, it becomes a fucking business. And now you're a business owner, and you have employees, thirty plus employees when you're on the road. Not to mention the ones that are at home doing it. You as put well. people on retainer. Uh, we have done it a couple of times with very close ones. We have not, we haven't jumped into the full retainers yet. Which is like, it's, that's, it's so stressful. Like I have 20 some employees and like, I'm stressed because some of them have children. Right. You know what I mean, no, that's families, what, that's what, that's, like, you're right. You are a lot of people don't understand that. Like when you talk about like in the music world, because they're an art, because you're talking about an artist, you're not thinking about everyone else that's underneath, uh, not even underneath. I hate using that word, but like people that are helping them around them. Their, the circle that the money circle, yeah. the circle that they're, they're paying those people out like they're this is a business we, back to like a taylor swift or a justin bieber you know how many employees he's keeping or she's keeping and making money right now like that is an insane uh, it's an insane business her circle's got to be a hundred deep making Easy. oh come on easily i'm saying like this, the circle is a hundred deep probably making a hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year minimum like for her yeah. circle like, yeah, and then you, and then and then it gauges just like any other corporation. That's the other thing, people. I think when you think of music, you don't really think about the business side of it naturally, and you really shouldn't. I mean, let's keep the art the art, right? But we're talking right now, and this isn't we're not playing music right now. So yeah. let's let's take that hat off and let's talk about like the the business side of it. it. There is when you look at it, it's its own corporation. An artist is its own corporation, and you don't and realize it. That's the I think that's the number one is like. You go in, you sign a shitty record deal because you just want to make music, and that's it. Because you you want to you want people to see your passion, so you make all these terrible deals. And because you, you don't mm-hmm. understand, and that goes back to the thing where I said artists aren't entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs aren't artists. It that's I mean there, there is obviously both. Like I of try course, to do both. Course. You know, everyone but, tries you know, to. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's you learn your lessons, and you do things wrong, and you do things right. But no, it's a corporation. It's a business. It's a you have to go in with your head right and do make the right decisions, which sometimes are 
you can't. There's no other And it has options. to be a learning. I, it ends up being a learning thing, too, because I, 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 everyone asks the question of, like, why were they a one-hit wonder when they're just talking about whoever? Why, why did it, they only do this? And then the next thing happened. It's like, well, maybe they didn't have the mind to – they were an artist that made great art and didn't have the mind to – you have to have the mind for longevity in it and, and learn from the business side of it. Yeah. And that's as what I wanted well to do with it. Motionless. I wanted to build Motionless as a brand, not just a band. I wanted it to be an entity, an empire. And, but me and Chris, like I said, we butt heads and he like saw it differently. And I was just like, you know mm-hmm. what? I can't go and do this because like, I understand where it needs to be and where it needs to go to become an Avenged, a Slipknot, a Metallica. Like there's certain steps where you have to build a brand like Avenged Sevenfold. It's not just a band anymore. It is a brand. It is a, a way of life. It's a lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that there's people that are wearing the death bath bat on their shirt. that have no idea who Avenged Sevenfold and, and is. To, and to that point, like that's not something that you, that we set out to do. It, yeah, it's something great, that yeah. we recognized along the way and go, Oh, well, fuck, we're actually doing something really cool. Let's, let's, let's continue this for those who want this. Like, this is something that they want. It's yeah. not something that we're just like shoving down their fucking throats. You know, it's like, it's yeah. like, oh shit, you guys want this? Let's fucking go. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's the learning curve over the years as you start going and you just go, like, okay, let's go. You guys want this? You want to be a part of this? Let's give you everything that we can. We're going to put everything that we have in our lives to this. And that's that. And that realness comes across. There's a lot of, there's a lot of artists and stuff that don't follow that. And I, um, I feel for them and their fans because they, you, you're like, well, what's going to happen five years from now? I mean, are they going to, are they going to still give it their all? You know, it's like, you always get, look at Metallica. Everyone could talk about like their albums in between and this album's bad, this album's bad, whatever. The bottom line is they're giving their all to their fans and they have for fucking 40 years Yo, now. Their live show, they had fireworks, it's fire, insane. Huge! I was like, "This is insane." I'm like, "I like Metallica. I don't love Metallica. I like Metallica." And just watching them and like their productions, because they could have they could have come out on stage and just played, could have spent zero dollars taking their. I'm sure they got paid millions of dollars. They you know, you know, it's really funny. They, they uh, from my understanding, and uh, I don't mean to out anything, so I won't go too deep. But um... wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Everything that they get um, for their shows, they, for the most part, they put that money right back into the production of that show. Um, and instead of like worrying about an overhead cost or anything like that, it's pretty much goes right back into the consumer's dollar. You know, like they're, they're putting it out there and going like, fuck it, we're here for you. And it shows. Like, it you, have really to spend money, show. you have to spend money to make money. Even in that world, it's like it's going to happen. And the more you spend on customer retention, is it, it's whether you're whether I spend, you know, twenty dollars a click on Facebook or a twenty dollar gift pack to send to kids to in a in a street team, it's still customer retention. 
or mm. putting pyro or um you know uh, production like i remember i still remember when you guys had uh that body that came from the trusting and was hanging in uh, the frame. That wasn't a body. That was a person. All right. So a fucking person. <laughs> that was how many years ago was that? I was on the nightmare tour. So that was, uh, it's almost 10 years ago now. Yeah. I remember that like it was fucking yesterday. Like it's in my head. I remember watching the video. I didn't, I never saw it, but I remember watching a video and going, fuck, damn it. That was good. And then like that, it was like, it, that's, that's customer retention. Like, you put that money in, you hired a human being to go on the trusting and fall. That's customer retention. I would like to share a little story if you don't mind about that. So that it doesn't come off like it's not a, that was not a corporate brilliant fucking idea or anything like that. This was, this was right off the, uh, this was our first tour without our brother, Jimmy. And this was how we felt. We put, we put it all out there. This is exact. That nightmare album is exactly how we felt at the time. We wrote that record with Jimmy. We finished that record with Jimmy for all intents and purposes. And then we had, you know, Mike Portnoy had to come in and play Jimmy's parts, but he played Jimmy's fucking parts. He, yeah. he played a couple of different things, but he played fucking Jimmy's parts. Yeah, the album was album. done. Yeah. The lyrics weren't done yet. So Matt went in and, and made lyrics and, continued the vibe and it just became about the way that he and he spoke for the rest of the band honestly and then there's songs like sin wrote the lyrics for uh so far away um it everything about that album was how we were feeling at the time and we were not planning on touring when we finished that record we just didn't think that that was even a possibility so when we thought about a production for it and what it would be we were like, fuck it. What if we just felt, just throw out the way that we felt, feel right now? And we don't really want to be here, like yeah. in a lot of respects. Like we, we do, don't get me wrong, but the, the, peel back the layers, okay? So one of the layers is I don't want to be here. There's other layers of, of course, I have to be here. But let's peel one of the layers and say, I don't want to fucking be here. I've lost my fucking best friend. What would I do on the trust right there? You know, and the first couple, we actually asked our monitor guy to do it first. We're like, hey, we rigged it up. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I'll fucking do it. And he goes up there and he stood up on uh, rehearsals. He's like, I can't fucking do it. (laughs) (laughs) We had had another guy named, and we we dubbed him Cowboy. He was an amazing human being. He played the fiddle like nobody's belief. Like he dressed up like for work. And then when, as soon as he was done, he threw on some shitty ass overalls and played the fiddle and fucking dipped and drank uh, uh, George Dickel. Amazing human being. Um, and he was the one who's like, fuck it, I'll do it. Is he, we were, he's, not, we were, he's not a lighting guy, is he? Is he a tech? He's a tech. He's, he, I don't think he texts anymore. He had a farm. Like, I don't even know I why. Saying, I know, I know somebody that was in the day to remember camp. I think that was, his name was Cowboy. So I was wondering if it was the he same. Might, Probably not the same. He might have. I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's a that's a that might be a pretty common nickname amongst Fair. the roadies, yep. right? Yeah. Um, so he was just anyway. like, "Yes, I'm going to do it." Yeah, and he just went for it, and we were just like, "Fuck yeah!" I mean, like we had a bungee and everything, like we made sure yeah. it was safe. But it, looking back on it, ten years later, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, we came up with this idea, worked with our production manager to design it, and didn't hire someone specifically for it. We just asked a crew member. 
I love that because you know, Motionless was the same way. We did a lot of our. I used to have a lighting rig under my keyboard to push like shit and stuff like that. And like, we all, all of our team always did other shit. Like, there's like the tour manager would dress up. Like, we did like creatures sometimes. The tour manager would dress up, or like, we had some like people's girlfriends were on tour and they would dress up and come on stage. So like, we did the same shit. But I mean, I'm telling you, that made such an impact on me as when that came out that I was like, man that that is it and i'm i'm telling you that's customer retention you know back to that whole thing of like you put that money and you designed that thing and spent the money to bring someone back to the next show and wanting more and you know that's what right, you want is right. that so it's yeah it's if, a you, business. If, you, if you bring if you bring up the business side of it absolutely um and of course there's i think you create art for art and then hope the business comes later um but along the way you still have to pay attention to it and yeah. you're right. Like if you're like, well, what's going to keep them coming? What's going to put the masses in the seats, as they say? And uh, you know, do you guys have a keyboard player? That. What's that? Do you have a keyboard player. Or use tracks. We use tracks. We we we've always fuck so, you. <laughs> 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 the tracks put you out of business, my friend. <laughs> I know. Bobby says I get I, re- got, I got replaced by a space bar, and I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, though. Um, if we were more predominantly and it was written in the music, I think we would have a keyboard player. Um, well, but... write it in the next album and call me. <laughs> Easy. Well, I mean, unfortunately, our guitar player does all the all the uh, keyboard stuff. So yeah, you know. let him write it and I'll just play it. <laughs> and then Jason Freeze comes in too when we're in the studio. Jason Freeze is an amazing keyboard. Madman. Like... Yeah, that's like unfair. I suck. I'll play like. <laughs> I wouldn't say you suck. I wouldn't say that. Like, you know, you could say that, but no one else can say that. Fair, fair. But no, no I Jason, mean, Jason's amazing though. He comes in with his fucking different, like, I mean, he comes in with a fucking box of different fucking keyboards and just fucking destroys it every time. Last two albums, we've actually had him come in, and uh, uh, it's it, it's been amazing to see to see him work. No, it's 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 honestly every album is always so good, and it's like. It, it it's crazy like i can't see what you got i can't wait to see what you guys do next it's gonna be fucking insane but like i think you guys you know going back to business it better be listen it better be fucking good i know you're gonna put out a new album. i don't know i, know I don't coming. know i don't know this is an honest answer like here's the deal after releasing so many albums and so much music at a certain point you just go like I actually don't really fucking know if this is good. Like, I like it. That's all I can do at a certain point. And to the point of Metallica and touring with them, that's something that uh, Lars and, and the guys had said before, is it's like, right in the moment, right for yourself. You can't keep chasing what they're going to want. Yep. You're going to fuck yourself. Yeah. So don't chase what they want. Chase what you want, you know? And yeah. So at that point, you just go, well, fuck it. I'm going to write the record I want to write. I'm going to put everything I can. I think it's fucking good. And I hope everyone else does too. And yeah. that's, that, that's the only thing you can do at that point. If you're chasing the dragon of like, when is, here's the next fucking hit. Here's the next fucking this. Here's the next that. You're going to fuck yourself. That's true. I, 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 I always say I'm going to get back into music and it's like, I want to. Um, and I, I put out a couple songs here and there. But like I want to if if I do it and I do it again like pr- like do it again like not just like put out a song here and there like I want to do it right like I want to I want to have fucking like I I want to have fun and enjoy myself I want to bring like 
Danny Elfman in to help co-produce it, like that kind of shit. Yeah. I love theatrical. Yeah. Like I was actually talking to Zachy about it the, uh, yesterday, the day, like two days ago. I was like, I want to do, um, like uh, gothic, like theater style, like almost kind of how uh, uh, like a mixture of let's say you guys and my chem. You know what I mean? Mm. But with like a gospel, like a goth. Oh, a gospel is goth kind of like <laughs> yeah, like a Leonard Cohen. Um, Sounds almost very Spanish because you know you know what's really funny about I I I, I I'm, I'm digressing here a little bit, but Brian brought this up before. He said, "Do you realize that the English language has a lisp?" Because we always look at the the Spanish languages, like, like when Spaniards uh, from actual Spain have a lisp when they talk, but is a lisp. And how many times have you heard in the English language? We have a know. fucking lisp. This is one of those things. It's, it's self awareness. We have a fucking lisp, but we don't even fucking realize it. Like just listening to you talk about going lisp. I'm like, wait, I'm trying to like, now I'm trying to dive into it. Now I'm going to think about it fucking the rest of my life. <laughs> oh yeah. Thank I just, you. I just ruined your fucking day. I've just opened a, day. opened a box of, of, <laughs> of nothingness and, and who knows? Like, um, but I, I don't fuck it. Who? God damn it. No, yeah, no, no. Now it's, now it's, now it's happening. I actually have to bail on this combo. I've had so much fucking fun with this, Josh. I feel like we can talk this. for 500 hours and we I feel really like good. it's and, and, hopefully people will listen if they don't oh beautiful background right there that's a nice. way to send it off right there yeah. um uh, i will say real quick um i hope that you do get back into music and um i think you have a lot to give and i think everyone would love it and maybe just as a as, as another thing don't think about just the lisp think about uh keyboarding uh <laughs> that's the worst way of saying it um <laughs> Playing the, playing the keys and uh, uh, um, uh, conducting, uh, creating scores. Yeah. You know, you're really into horror. You're really into this stuff. I mean, I've met several dudes um, who have a really knack for music, and they just don't know how they're going to create it with a band and deal with that. You, on your own, can just create scores. And be josh balls the fucking next danny elfman the next fucking tyler bates you can do this if you wanted it you know what i mean like get in there do the fucking thing and be the next composer to all of our favorite movies Ooh, that feels good i might cry <laughs> just um, think about no, think about that. that and lisp and then we'll have another conversation soon all right come do drinks with johnny at my bar i would love to let's 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 plug the bar where's the bar at right now uh, so Noir is at Scranton in Pennsylvania, um, and it's we're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We have a crazy menu. We have dry ice that all of our drinks fucking smoke. We have a drink right now. It's called the Bobbing for Apples. It actually is a giant cauldron with with uh, smoke that comes out of with apples. Share it's a shareable drink. We have um, a killer clown drink, which comes with cotton candy and a, gu a gummy eyeball that falls out when they do a pour over. Like it's a fun environment. Our food we have. Um, cow tongue on stuff we have uh we have uh crickets in in some of our desserts like it's it's a very fun situation so I mean, definitely if you if you guys are watching you know drinks with johnny i would love to have his ipa at my uh my bar i told you that which yeah and i would love i would love it to be there too i gotta i gotta work on that we're, we're working on a, a second release of the beer if you need way, help so. with like a major brewery let me know dude 
I might. I mean, I mean, I have your number. I'll talk to you. We'll talk. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, everyone go check out more Josh Balls everywhere on uh, Instagram. We'll put a little thing right there. Um, Twitter, all that stuff. I'm sure you got all of it. And go check out the bar. Go check out uh, The Strange and Unusual. Um, I'm going to go by there and fucking... I might end up actually buying something because I don't have anything. All my shit's fake. I'm looking at... Yeah, we got to put some... I know. I'm looking at like, we need some real stuff. I'm going to send you some some of my parlor root beer to put up on that shelf too. That's right. We got to check out that root beer. We'll send it. How does it work with a float? My my son really likes floats. Can we... Can we... How does it... Mm. What will you do? Vanilla bean or just straight vanilla? Vanilla bean is the way to go. And there's a butterscotch. So I have a butterscotch flavored root beer. So butterscotch flavored with vanilla bean is like mm. unstoppable. And also you can do like the the butterscotch flavored uh, uh, root beer or the regular root beer and then add vanilla stoli for like a, uh, a root beer float mixer Ooh. kind of situation. This is coming from a straight edge guy, but he still owns a bar. And uh, that's actually a really brilliant thing right there. So I appreciate right. that. For, I'll send for you the drinkers, out. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's for right, everybody. Man. Yeah, exactly. All right, I appreciate you, man. I'll talk soon. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for Josh for being on the show and having that wonderful conversation with me. Went all over the place. It was a lot of fun. Um, if you liked it as well, make sure you're subscribed and uh, giving us a rating and a review. Head over to drinkswithjohnny.com. As I said at the top of the show, we got a lot of new merch items for you guys to rep the show and show everybody what you've been listening to. Um, I really, I really dig the artwork that our boy Brando came up with for all of this, all this new merch line that we've got going on. Um, I can't wait to rock some of it myself, to be honest. Uh, I'm really proud of what we're doing over here. I'm proud of you guys for being here with us. Uh, make sure you're becoming a filthier animal every day. <laughs> that sounds bad, but it's actually a good thing. Anyways, uh, I guess that's it for this week. Again, deepest condolences to the Daughtry family right now. Um, all my love goes out to them right now. Uh, and uh, hope you guys follow in suit. Um, and as always, till next time, cheers. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast.